Good morning. It's me, High Rankin, your boy. You might remember me from such hit records as the dubstep song with the cats and the bath salts, the one about the boat shoes, or the Professor Green remix. But I don't make dubstep anymore. I'm starting a cult. We're going to get a ticket on Elon Musk's mission to Mars. Until then, we've got a nutsack full of naked ambition, got a hard-on full of the blood of our enemies, and we got a knapsack full of coffee and memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. If you're getting on, you're pushing 30, Slubby. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm, on YouTube, on Facebook, smeared across the flat earth as if it was a hot cross bun being slathered with fine, churned, organic butter, but butter made out of memes and coffee and just ridiculous news and the finest shoe throwers you've ever heard. I mean, just ridiculous. I mean, quite honestly, just absurd stuff. I feel uh, bad today. Uh, I've had an electrician up my ass, uh, metaphorically, all morning. I've only just got here in time. I've got a face that feels at least three times too big. I've got a lobster that stonewalling me with silence. Um, but I do have a bag full of just... Unbelievable shoe throwers, really. Oh, Jesus Christ. And there's some hot bits in terms of news today. Um, it's a fun story, actually, from uh, my man, my main man, D, uh, from the Discord. Uh, D's a good boy. He's getting his act together. He's doing a fine fucking job of it as well. I'm proud of him. And he, uh, he said some hilarious stories about... Uh, we used to work um, cooking for um, the Tofts at Oxford University. And has sent me some news articles of uh, so because we t- talked about the Bullington Boys Club, just mentioned it in passing yesterday. And he sent through some stories of some incidents that used to happen at the um, Oxford Balls and stuff. Um, balls being the uh, operative word in this. So bit of fun. Get into that. Uh, what else have we got in the news? Uh, a company is offering forty five thousand dollars a year to test its range of sex dolls. Hey, listen, I. I, I could supplement the, the Patreon income with a bit of that. I think, uh, you know, if there's one man to do it, one man with more knowledge of the industry than he should have, <laughs> just from his uh, bizarre uh, bizarre uh, rabbit holes that I like to go down. You know, I could do it. You know, as long as the missus don't mind, I'll be prepared to offer myself. I mean, is it really a full-time job? I mean, emphasis on the job, right? That's a... I don't know, or maybe it's just like, I don't know, an hour or so's labour in the morning and then you just got, it's doing, it's just paperwork, isn't it? With these things they that look like exciting, glamorous occupations often tend to just be mainly paperwork. 
You know, it's uh, it's a lot of filling out of forms. It's a bureaucratic nightmare, to be honest. Off one won't stand for it. Lobsters. Um, what else have we got? A uh, people have been getting high off catnip cocktail that mimics a date rape drug. Right, this sounds like a disaster. Yeah, so catnip cocktail. Is this actually meant for cats? What's the deal? Anyway, it's got GHB in it. <sighs> Christ, well, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, they're selling spice to school kids outside the school gates. That's probably worth a mention. Man catches deadly infection in his skull after cleaning ear with cotton. But I feel like my skull's infected, quite honestly. But, you know, someone has got to play these shoe throwers. Someone's got to read the news out, haven't they? You know, Christ knows it's not going to be Hardwell, is it? Not going to be Martin Garrix. I mean, for God's sake, no chance. Ridiculous. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, can you pass the test to betray your morals and become an undercover cop? That looks like a fun test. I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure, I'd betray my morals for cash. Why not? You know, someone's got to. Uh, well, it's, oh, yeah, probably worth getting into this uh, woman who's had an allergic reaction to drugs contained within semen. This is uh, She's patient zero of this, by the sounds of it. Uh, that is definitely going to be worth getting into. Man storms Taco Bell, makes own Mexican pizza. Uh, I didn't even know so there was such a thing as a Mexican pizza, but it looks nice. It looks like a, like a quesadilla with a sort of um, pizza on the top. Good times. There's Taco Bell in Brighton now, opposite the Waitrose. It's, the apocalypse has already already begun. Um, right, look, in t- terms of shoe throwers, got some rowdy bits, actually. Uh, Teddy Killers and Gydra, miles high, that was played on the Gold Top show last night. I felt bad for the Gold Top boys. They, su- they suffered at the hands of the Facebook Instagram meltdown last night that I don't know whether or not any of you witnessed. Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram meltdown. And, uh, yeah, bit of a um, bit of a disaster by all accounts. They, we couldn't share anything. Um, I had a load of posts scheduled in, and, you know, it just, uh, yeah. So props to people who remembered and, and listened and everything. But uh, with that in mind, straight after the show at 11 o'clock, I'm going to play the Gold Top show again. It's great. You should listen. They've, it's Cruck and Cheyenne and Bide. And they're just a few lads in a room on, I don't know, I don't know what, maybe just high on life, playing records, talking the top, wrestling at times, shirts off, you know, just... Just good boys, you know, just good boys in a room. Um, anyway, so yeah, got uh, this Teddy Killers bit, uh, Gridlock on Sick Music, Grey Code, uh, jo- Johnist, Johnist, it's got a one in it, J O N 1 S T, halftime bit called Flapjacks, nice though. Uh, new Bad District, uh, well, read it, not that new actually, a few months old. Need for Mirrors on Ram called Archie, I'm a boy. My boy, Jack Mirror, on Viper, a track called Utopia. Now, you may have heard of Jack Mirror. Uh, he's a good boy. You know, he's got a big old face. Uh, he's very nice. He can stroke his hair, stroke his beard. He's lovely. You may know him, though, as Hamish from Rankin, Rec- uh, from Rankin, Rankin Radio. Uh, he was a boy who many were saying was being groomed by Jim on Rankin Radio, but groomed for greatness. And now that greatness is starting to pay off. Uh, Jim taught him everything he knew, not about music production, because Jim doesn't know anything about music production, but he knows about the world. He knows about life, about love, about romancing ladies, about, you know, just grafting, just putting putting cock to puss. And I mean that metaphorically. Uh, again, that's not something he knows about in the literal sense. But he, he's taught Hamish a lot, and now it's starting to pay off. So he's a good boy. 
Uh, what else we got? A bunch in other bit, a bit called Malign, which is off that uh, Presence EP. I can't remember what the other thing was called, though. Uh, the other track of it is called Clueless. Great records, though, man. Great records. Hey, look, I'm going to play that now, actually. That's good. Um, also, I feel like there's been someone knocking on the door trying to get in. Probably tell me to shut up. So I'm going to go and clear them out. Okay. Hold tight, the Facebook crew. Oi, oi. Smash the like button, would you, Facebook? Smash the like button, would you, would you, YouTube? Share on Facebook as well. That'd be lovely of you. Really lovely. This is your first time listening on Facebook. Let me know in the comments. Also, let me know if you need filling in on any of the uh, nomenclature. I can provide a glossary of terms for any of the things that may be causing confusion. really good. Shout to Chode, who last night I I bet the people in the Discord ten pounds to anyone that could that would self make a t shirt that said Alex Jones was right and wear it, and within minutes Chode's come through and was having a balaclava uh, wearing the t shirt. So yeah, you tenor mate, you have to wear it to the next lobster meetup. I want to see it worn out in public. <laughs> what was he right about? Uh, animal human hybrids bringing down the world. It's right about them clockwork elves as well. They're definitely real. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. So the video that I did a couple of days ago, well, the episode that I did a couple of days ago, maybe uh, 111, I think, uh, the title of it is Mums Make a Porno, covering the uh, story about the women on the Channel 4 documentary that are going to make porn, they'd be happy for their kids to watch. It's just like I said about it in the in the Lobster Group on Facebook about how literally you, any title like that, any title that mentions sex or porn, or and particularly if you can get mums in there at the same time, you can guarantee basically like t- ten times the amount of views on it. And within a day, the podcast of it was the most downloaded podcast <laughs> so far in the entirety of in the entirety of doing this show. We're at like one hundred and thirteen episodes now. Within twenty four hours, that was just like. Boom! Right to the top. It was like, oh my god, we've got to find out about these mums making porn. And look, it's not a misleading headline. Like they genuinely are a group of mums that are getting together to make some sort of half-assed oh god, godforsaken porn. So the documentary starts on the 20th, 20th of March on Channel 4. I'm looking forward to it in a way. I don't know. I'm hoping it's not gonna be as traumatic as the MJ documentary. Christ. You're killing me with the shit. Um, anyway, look, should we get into the news? Uh, what, uh, um, yeah, okay, follow-up story. Um, oh, sorry, let me just, uh, get the, uh, get the thing up. Oh, got studio mode. Yep, that's fine, get the screen capture working. Otherwise, uh, you know, why, why, why are we even here? Um, there he is. Um, so, follow-up to man caught dunking nutsack into salsa on delivery. Man starts laughing as he pleads guilty to dipping testicles into another person's salsa. It's fine if you're going to dip your testicles into your own salsa. Fine, that's just, again, another one of the benefits of living in a free liberal democracy. You know, maybe in public you might get into a bit of grief, but in your own home, in the privacy of your own front room, have at it. A Tennessee man has been charged with dipping his testicles into a customer's salsa, uh, having also been called out for laughing about his crime while standing before a judge yesterday on Tuesday, the 12th of May. So, shall we have... There's video of it here. Bit of fun. <sighs> Come on, lad. This is what you get when you give an 89-cent tip for an almost 30-minute drive. Oh, God. Oh, he looks gross as well. Right, well, according to them, that is what you get when you give an 89-cent tip for a 30-minute drive. Again, the more the issue I have with this is, why are they sending people out to deliver stuff in pairs? Like, that's a bad use of resources, isn't it? It doesn't take more than one person to deliver a takeaway. Howard Matthew Webb, 31, pleaded guilty to the amended charge of misdemeanor assault slash offensive touching. (laughs) Uh, having initially been charged with a Class C felony for uh, adulteration to food, liquids, or pharmaceuticals. Man, you don't want to get charged with a fucking felony. <laughs> They're sticking your nutsack into some salsa. That is a rough one. That is really going to have a massive effect on the rest of your life. Webb managed to avoid the potential uh, potential of a length. That's the sort of thing that comes with like a mandatory minimum. Like, yeah, sorry, uh, any felony, mandatory minimum six years. That's it. It's the end of your life, man. Like, you go into pri- you get, go in there, into prison, first day, and, like, the Aryan nation come up to you, and they're like, yeah, so you've got to go and kill this Mexican, or we're going to kill you. Oh, I just put my nuts in some salsa. That's, why? Oh, God. Right, here's your shank. Go on. God, doesn't bear thinking about. It's like, and 
That's not even a joke. That's like the sort of thing that happens. That's horrendous. Webb managed to avoid the potential lengthy prison time, but he did manage to irritate the judge in the process as he laughed about the crime. You, you, <laughs> you've got nothing to laugh about. Uh, what are you laughing about, Mr. Webb? Asked Blount County General Sessions Court Judge Robert Hedrick. He added, there is nothing about this situation I find cute or funny. It's abhorrent. Webb is then sentenced to six months suspended sentence on supervised probation, along with nine days in jail uh, as a deal with Tennessee prosecutors, uh, which saw the 30-day sentence reduced thanks to 21 days of credit for the time he'd already spent locked up. Jesus, he's been locked up that time. Looks a lot like uh, Irregular Joe. There are a lot of similarities there. Uh, Joe today picked the wrong day to be stranded in Peckham. Uh, he's apparently he's somewhere in the Keats um, but Jesus and I arrived about five minutes before the show started what are you going to do uh, a video that was shared on Facebook show, anyway we know all of this he dipped his butt nutsack in a thing so he's not quite got away with it he's still got 30 days in the nick I mean God knows what's happened to him in there I feel bad for him in a way because I, you know like the punit like an eye for an eye and like it's the sort of old school meaning of that is not if someone takes your eye take their eye it means that the punishment should fit the crime you know if so, if uh, someone takes your tooth you don't take their eye 30 days in prison for nutsack for the nutsack in the in the salsa i mean i feel like yeah if you're going to do punishment fits the crime. jesus look at fucking lab bible here you can't what you got some html in there got your span underscore class span yeah guys come on pathetic yeah really really who i think whoever whoever salsa it was should have got they i think bring back the stocks for this sort of thing and then whoever salsa it was could have gone up to him and in front of the whole town square have dunked their nutsack uh or or volva into um into some salsa and then forced it into his mush for everyone to see and people could take selfies with him with all the sort of bollocky salsa all over his face. And that would be that. You know, no need to clog up the prison system. Like, he's not he's not a violent criminal. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's just punishment, isn't it? It's not like you're protecting... A, is he going to go on some sort of bull-dunking rampage? I don't know. It's not for me to decide. But when eventually I am king, I will decide. And I'll say I'm going to bring back the stocks. Um, right, look, what, what else we got in terms of sheath fries? Uh, ah, it's new circuits. I mean, I think this will be the last one off the EP. Euphoria EP. Great records, man. Very good work. Good, good boys. Good work, guys. Top marks.
I've got some super gonorrhea for you next. Yeah, it's called Chord Memories by Circuits. It's out now on the Euphoria EP. It's a great EP. Ten EPs out of EP. Uh, right, two cases of super gonorrhea in the UK linked to Beefer. Linked to I Beefer. Uh, Tom Wood, uh, probably my least favourite lab Bible journalist, reports. Uh, two women have contracted super gonorrhea, a strain of the sexually transmitted infection that is resistant to antibiotics. Uh, have been linked to unprotected sex in Ibiza, according to health researchers. I saw something uh, yesterday. Couldn't uh, it's somewhere that it's apparently there was some sort of uh, particular unprotected sex network. I mean, you are asking for trouble there, somewhat, aren't you? Uh, one of the women became the first person to contract the strain on UK soil. Wow, it's always good to be first at something, isn't it? Um, According to the health officials, the first woman had unprotected sex with a man who had recently returned from a holiday on the Spanish party island, whereas the second woman managed to catch the superbug after having sex with more than one British man whilst holidaying on Ibiza herself. Okie dokie. So I see a running trend here. Uh, Ibiza and unprotected sex. Uh, so either don't go to Ibiza uh, and have the unprotected sex, or go to Ibiza and have protected sex. Actually, I don't contain unprotected sex anywhere. Always use a banger. Isn't that right, Snips? Always use a banger. Uh, the latest cases, uh, which came to light in January, are linked together and have fueled fears that the super-resistant re strain of gonorrhea uh, could spread rapidly through Europe. I mean, it's times like this when the incels must be thankful, you know? They're not, you know... They're they're effectively protected. Basically, if you don't want to catch this, all you have to do is take the prerequisite precautions and practice safe sex. All right, thanks, Tom Wood. Uh, I've already reiterated that. Uh, that should stop the disease spreading any further than it has already. Oh, and it's also important to tell other partners about the STIs that you may have. That's because it's the right thing to do. Oh, okay, you some sort of self-arbiter, of self-appointed arbiter of morals now, are you, lab Bible journalist? Uh, that's because it's the right thing to do, but also that they can seek treatment and stop the spread of such infections. Both of the aforementioned women have been since cured of the infection, thankfully. Okay. Uh, what about the fellows? Uh, the researchers discovered that this particular outbreak was based around exposure in Ibiza. They said the common link is people that have been having unprotected sex on holiday. Uh, since then, the UK-based team have shared their information with their counterparts across Europe. I wonder how Brexit will affect that. Uh, Dr. Nick Phil, well, I mean, yeah, do we have to now worry about super gonorrhea in the event of a no-deal Brexit? Hey, do we? Space debris, super gonorrhea, uh, I mean, what's even up with the bendy bananas? I don't even know what the situation is. Will we regain control of our facial ways? Um, these cases severe as a, uh, serve as a reminder of the importance of protecting yourself against sexually transmitted sexually transmitted infections please remember to use a banger when putting cock to vag or cock to body in fact if you're going to put your cock somewhere other than in your pants please use a banger All right it's not just limited to the Balearic Islands either. Last March, a guy returned from Southeast Asia with a seriously bad case of super gonorrhea. What makes it so super? 
Like, and where's just like, what's next? Ultra gonorrhea? Uber gonorrhea? Super mega fun time party gonorrhea? 2.0? Yeah, guys? You know, where's this, where's this leading? What's the... Take it to its logical conclusion. Uh, in fact, it was described at the time as the worst ever case that had been seen. It's not about having the worst case of gonorrhea ever, is it? That is just not about that life. I'm just, I'm not in it. Not into it. 100% not about that. I'm just about drinking some coffee, sharing some memes, talking about some lobsters, and just running the death cult. You know, it ain't much, but it's honest work. At the time, Public Health England said that they tried to treat it with frontline antibiotics, but the infection was resistant. It has since been cured. How? how if the antibiotics don't work, how you cured it? Gonorrhea is the second most common sexually transmitted infection in Great Britain. Annoyingly, it's ordinarily really easily treatable, but this one is super. Symptoms can include thick green or yellow discharge from the vag or the penis, uh, as well as pain whilst urinating and bleeding between periods in women. Uh, most of the reported cases uh, affect people under the age of 25. Protect, Yeah, all right, so look, I appreciate that you say you've cured this super gonorrhea. I just want a bit more information on it. How have they done it? Is it witchcraft? Was it, did they just use some essential oils? Did they use CBD oil? <laughs> the magical world of make-believe. Go on. Well, you just need, you just need to do some yogurt, some yoni yogurt. And then some CBD oil, because the body is primed to receive cannabinoids. And just some detox tea and some meditation. Have you used the Headspace app? And some CBD oil onto the affected area. And not only will it cure your super gonorrhea, but also give you an additional two inches in length. CBD is magic. Uh, And then unicorn piss. I don't know. I want more information on it. Somebody somebody tell me, please. Please, I demand to know. Okay, come on, look. Let's look at this sex doll company offering a full-time position of testing them. Because I know you... It's going to get rowdy, isn't it? Because you know they're going to want you to rough them up a little bit to see, you know, test the structural integrity. And as I've stated many times before, it's not about roughing up sex robots. Just... That is, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. Shouldn't be roughing up anyone. I mean, maybe if people really want you to, but be sure that they're, you know, they're not just saying that. Anyway, look, here they are. They're looking thick these days, sex robots, aren't they? They are looking thick. Um, The company is offering 45 grand a year to test their range of sex dolls. Today's technology is moving at a phenomenal pace. Foldable screen smartphones have just come onto the market. Automation in the workplace is becoming more commonplace. Even gaming has changed with virtual reality integration. When it comes down to humans' most primal desires, the tech guys have that covered too with artificial intelligence sex dolls. They seem to be the popular choice in the sex industry, with many companies trying to stay ahead of the curve in this new area of business. Yikes. Okie dokie. She looks like she's about to ask to see the manager. (laughs) She really does. (laughs) He's about to demand a parlay with the CEO. Uh, If you don't mind shafting a plastic doll, their employment package looks pretty tempting. 
They're offering an attractive 45 grand a year salary, flexible working hours, a company phone, 22 days paid leave, and even a gym card, uh, supposedly to help keep your stamina in tip-top form. Uh, the company says that additionally, friends and family members get a discount. Nice. Nice. Uh, on their range of high-quality products. Um, unlike the comical inflated sex dolls of old, don't you just hanker for those simpler times? You know, just that kind of lovely look. Uh, for anyone listening on radio, I'm making a blow-up sex doll face. Um, these new high-tech dolls come with realistic-looking features and skin. Their range caters for both sexes, and they have male and female dolls, and even a she-male doll. Do we use the term she-male these days? I'm not sure. Uh, their high-end dolls also have... Uh, you've got to cater to everyone. It's fine, isn't it? Um, I'm not hating, you know. Uh, their high-end dolls also have AI technology built in, and they're apparently as close to the real thing as you can get. Uh, the successful applicant won't just be lying in bed all day testing the range of dolls. See, this is what I said. You know it's just going to be bloody paperwork, isn't it? He slash C will be expected to also keep up with industry news by attending events around the world, keeping on track with what's hot in the sex doll industry. The job states that no previous experience is needed, but a keen eye for detail and a passion for the sex industry is favourable. Although, yeah, clearly, I guess, not, um, not essential. Um... It'll make sure we maintain the quality of our offering. It'll also help us innovate in a competitive market. So the spokesperson for the company. Uh, do you know someone who needs a job? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm sure I've got a few unemployed friends. That'd be lovely. I mean, it would really be nice to have a sort of industry insider, wouldn't it, that could report to the show about the new updates and developments in the, in the sex doll sphere, in the dollar sphere. I'm interested, you know, I'm just, just, you know, like, uh, you know, as I'm interested in politics, no, no, don't take a partisan position, but, you know, I'm just interested. You know, I just like to keep up to date with the news. just like to keep up to date with, you know, teledildonics technology and, you know, just where the direction the sex robot industry is going. Just keen to know. I, I, I'm not going to get one. I'm not saying I want to get one. I'm not saying I want to go. Just keeping a keen interest. In the industry, just uh, I, I, it's interesting to me. I find it interesting. It's just a hobby, you know. It's there's nothing wrong with it. It's good to have a hobby. Uh, right, look, I play this flapjacks tune by John Ist, spelt with a one, and uh, yeah, kind of half timey bit. It's nice. <laughs>
Uh, uh, Dominic Smithers, my favourite Lab Bible uh, journalist, update. Uh, no longer being on Twitter, I, I, I sadly miss out on, you know, one of the downsides is that I miss out on absolute gold like this, which is Smithers tweeting, Today was proving to be very unproductive until I found the missing half of my favourite pair of socks. Overjoyed, he says. And then there's a follow-up tweet uh, with a picture uh, that says, This is that missing sock. He's not got any likes or retweets on that, but... I, I like it, and uh, having mentioned it, literally thousands of people are now going to hear about it, <laughs> and they'll never know. <laughs> Bless him. I would like to have him on the show. One day me and Smithers will be friends, and we'll walk hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll discuss our favourite podcasts Maybe watch some old Alan Partridge And have a couple of craft ales um, Anyway, that was uh, Flapjacks by Johnist, spelt with a one Nice bit. I mean, I talked over it, but... You know, you can't have it all. All right, all right, all right, bad district. We'll have you in a minute. Uh, okay, what have we got? All right, let's... Jesus, this is... I feel like this is... There's... Well, yeah, let's get into it. People have been getting high off of catnip cocktail that mimics the date rape drug. People have been... Okay. People have been getting high off legal catnip cocktail uh, that is linked to bizarre behaviour, police say. Uh, okay, on Thursday, police in Fairfield, New Jersey, seized 61 bottles of the feline sedative that contains no actual catnip. <sighs> meow, meow, all over again. Uh, during a raid on a nutrition store, the bottles have a warning label that says it's not approved for human consumption. That old routine again. Oi, oi, wink, wink. Um, but that it does not stop people from experimenting with the strange drug. Nope. Uh, in July 2018, authorities were called to a strip mall in Fairfield in response to an individual who was dancing, yelling, and generally acting abnormally in front of a hair salon. Well, it's just set and setting, really, isn't it? Like, if you were dancing, yelly, yelling, and carrying on like that at fabric at three o'clock in the morning, no one bats an eyelid, do they? But so then, you do it outside of a hair salon at a strip mall, someone calls the cops. This is a disgrace. Uh, the man was reportedly exhibiting severe mood swings that ranged from friendly to confused and angry. Officers searched for the man and found six bottles of the catnip cocktail, as well as a receipt for the bottles from Nutrition Zone, a health store in the Mall, according to the Washington Post. This was not only not the only reported incident of strange behaviour resulting from the drug in New Jersey. In January 2018, a man was pulled over in Wayne, a nearby town, for cutting across multiple lanes of traffic before accelerating past a police cruiser. Officers noticed the car's passengers were holding a bottle of catnip cocktail. Uh, when police pulled the car over, the driver said he was heading to the hospital, but his speech was slurred and he was making jerky hand movements, according to the Mount Pleasant Daily Voice. In November, police pulled over a vehicle that was being driven erratically. Officers found a 40-year-old man behind the wheel who was extremely confused, totally unaware of his surroundings and unable to answer simple questions. Um, sounds sort of a bit like, <laughs> bit like me. Um, upon, the, <laughs> upon searching the car, authorities found eight bottles of the catnip cocktail. 
Well, I see a, yeah, I see a theme here. The driver was arrested. He began squealing <laughs> and yelling obscenities. Maybe he'd been playing squeal or no squeal on Ranking Radio with uh, Christian back in the day. <laughs> Uh, the driver was arrested, but yeah, but began squealing uh, and yelling obscenities. Uh, he had to be transported by an ambulance because his behaviour was so bizarre, according to authorities. On its ingredient list, catnip cocktail contains the chemical, 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 chemicil, one uh, for butanadol, uh, which is illegal in New Jer- Jersey, but not at a federal level. According to the 2009 National Drug Intelligence Centre report. 1-4 BDO metabolizes into GHB. There we have it. A friend of mine uh, tried to make GHB once and took it at ooh, Block Weekender? No. Well, one of those things and ended up in hospital, uh, which is widely referred to as a date rape drug. Uh, yes. It's, well, it is. Even though the product is mar- marketed towards pets, there is no evidence that it's actually recommended for use on animals. Major pet supply stores like Petco and PetSmart do not carry the product, although it is sold at online smoke shops. Right. A 2014 report from the World Health Organization found that there is no medical or veterinary use for GHB. Yeah, no shit. When police raided Nutrition Zone on Thursday, they also found 29 bottles of human growth hormone. They got roids! And seven high-capacity handguns and rifle magazines. Christ, well, they start, they're starting the death cult in there. Uh, I need to hook up them. John Sirico, the store manager, was arrested on drug and gun charges. Uh, he is being held in jail pending an internal court hearing. Seems quite suspicious to me that an individual looking for something to sedate a cat would come to a nutrition z- zone and not a veterinarian to purchase a product that wasn't even advertised or on display for the public to see. <laughs> a few red flags with this one aren't there Fairfield Police Chief Attorney uh, Police Chief Anthony Manor said in a statement well I want to give it a try sounds like fun catnip cocktail looks exciting Uh, looks like it could be vape juice Um, seems perfect for Tide Podders doesn't it although actually it seems like the people one's 40 years old uh, seems maybe slightly older uh, anyone, if anyone knows where I can get any. No, I'm only joking. Um, right, what else have we got? Spice. Spice! Spice being sold at school gates to children. Spice is being given away. Well, you just said that it's being sold, and now it's being given away. Which one is it? The first two sentences contradict each other. Spice is being given away at school gates to get children hooked on the mind-bending drug. Metro.co.uk can reveal... The synthetic cannabis substi- uh, substitute was banned in 2016, but dealers now buy it online and try and entice children to start taking the drug, which can cause mental health problems. Spice can cost as little as a five quid a gram and has been blamed for the rise in drug arrests and hospital admissions in recent years. Uh, looks pretty narky, Spice. I've never, uh, never tried it, even when it was legal, and um, I don't think I've ever seen anyone on it, but... From there was a Channel Four documentary about prisons, and they 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 like to get on the spice in the clink, and there were some shots of people on on the spice. Don't look don't look good. Uh, specialists in addictive behaviour, uh, Doctor George uh, George Giorgio, nice recalled a shocking case in which a six year old boy had to be treated for having spice. Christ, 
He said a group of eight people, all related, including a six-year-old boy, were admitted to hospital with bizarre symptoms. Uh, we found out the father was in prison and the family kitchen had been used to soak paper in spice, which would be sent to the prison. A six-year-old obviously became contaminated by being around the kitchen table. That is the trouble with spice. People don't know what they're doing. It's so dangerous. He added the problem is that there are dealers going down to schools and giving spice away so the children will come back to dealers. A significant number of children have tried spice or cannabis. Uh, there are various studies, some of which show more than a quarter have tried it. Jesus. Youngsters have less of a sense of risk, which is part of what growing up is about. And with spice, you can ingest it, inhale it, or do almost anything with it. These youngsters who do not have much in life whether it be a difficult childhood or the victims of domestic abuse, they're the ones who will take it and be spaced out to forget. Uh, this is obviously very dangerous. This is a rough, rough situation, man. He added, one of the reasons why Spice was banned in 2016 was because children were buying it over the counter. The packets looked like playing cards. However, the ban has not worked because, pe because ruthless people have got involved because of how much money can be made. In some ways, the ban has made it worse. Well... Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, as the strongest types of spice uh, out there are now in vulnerable groups like the homeless and children are at risk. There were 125,000 cannabis and spice-related hospital admissions from 2000, April 2013 to March 2018. That's it, man. You can smoke the cannabis once and just die. So that's how it happens. You know, you've got to be careful with the devil, devil's lettuce. 14,000 were under 20s and nine admissions were children under 10. Uh, a mental health nurse who has seen the traumatic effects of children taking the drug told the Metro, Spice wrecks the minds of adults, so for children it can be so dangerous. Psychosis can last 72 hours, paranoia, anxiety and extreme invasive thoughts are just some of the symptoms. Sounds fucking rough. I don't, like, are there, I've, I don't think I've ever heard like a description of potentially positive effects of Spice. Like... It's always just like, yeah, it's just absolutely nightmarish. I don't understand that, but see, there must be some reason for, you know, for adults. Like, I don't know. Uh, there are not the resources to deal with all the teenagers who have had a bad turn on spice, but it's vital that we educate everyone that these youngsters cannot be left alone if they are suffering spice withdrawal. Christ, you can get withdrawals off it. This is terrible. We do such an appalling job of dealing with drugs in this country. Like, prohibition of drugs is just a fucking disaster. All it does is make stuff worse and increase... Like, the amount of... I did, saw some statistic the other day that something like 50% of violent crime is drug-related. I mean, be that people on drugs committing crimes, which is actually probably tiny, more people, like, violence to do with the distribution of drugs. So, um, Johan Hari was on Joe Rogan's show a couple of weeks ago, who's we saying, like, how often do you see people that sell alcohol beating each other up or violence between alcohol sellers? Never. Doesn't happen. So if you were to legalise drugs and deal with them properly, you would completely take all of the violence out of the equation and then you would be able to, A, save an enormous amount of money on not having to deal with so much violent crime. You could put that money into helping people end their addictions 
yeah, we do an absolutely horrendous job of it in this country, uh, as they do in America. I mean, in fact, but in America, they're even do- they're doing a better job of it. Well, in some respects than here. I mean, at least they've legalized cannabis in various states. But Switzerland do a very good job of it. Portugal are doing a good job of it. But I don't know. I think it's going to be a long time here before the government even toys with the idea of at least decriminalization of drugs. It, yeah, that would be something that I would get behind. You know, libertarian utopia. Anyway, what we got? Uh, Let's play this Jack Mirror a bit then. He's a good boy. Shout out Hamish each and every time. It's great to see. It's been a real coming of age story with Hamish. He's now blossoming into a handsome young gentleman. Good Utopia by Jack Mirror, some Viper. I would enjoy to make listening club on this one.
Yeah. Well done, Hamish. Good boy. Very good boy. Four Hamish points for you. Um, oh, those were a kind of simpler time. Anyway, a uh, woman may have had an allergic reaction to drugs in partner's semen. Well, that just sounds like an excuse. Um, <laughs> to, uh, to our knowledge, this is the first reported case. Vomiting, lightheadedness, and a terrifying risk of death are not what most people expect from sex. Don't know if never been into my bedroom, have they? Uh, um, but for one poor woman uh, who developed anaphylactic shock after swallowing her partner's semen, that's exactly what happened. Uh, the medical mystery was discussed at length in a case report published this month to BMJ Journals, as first reported by the Daily Mail Online. So you know it is 100% fact. Uh, doctors believe the incident is unique, not because the woman was allergic to the man's semen, uh, because she may have reacted to drugs transmitted through the semen. To our knowledge, this is the first reported case of possible uh, amoxicillin-induced anaphylaxia, anaphylaxis in a woman after an oral sex contact with a man who was taking the drug. Uh, we have found few reports of allergic reactions related to drug transfer, drugs other than amoxi amoxicillin uh, via sexual intercourse. Suzanne Almenara the report's lead author told Motherboard in an email. An unnamed 31-year-old woman in Spain checked into the General University Hospital of Alicante's emergency room with abundant vomiting, uh, dyspnea, laboured breathing, and full-body full articaria hives, according to the report. She hadn't engaged in the usual causes of an allergic reaction, such as taking medication or eating unusual food, but the woman did claim to have had vaginal sex with oral ejaculation. Uh, prior to sex, her partner was undergoing a regime of ibuprofen and amoxicillin, a drug that is prescribed for bacterial infections. In this case, an ear infection. Still unclear about the impetus of her attack, doctors diagnosed the woman with a moderate anaphylactic reaction. The administ uh, the administ they administered epinephrine, and other medications to stop the flare-up. One week later, she had completely recovered. Oh, thank God for that. According to the case report, allergists wished, a study her uh, allergists wished to study her reaction, but the woman never appeared for her consultation. Barrassing, isn't it? Bit barrassing. Barrassing to have to go to hospital because you've, you've gone into anaphylactic shock for swallowing some jizz. It's rough, isn't it? And now you're being paraded around in the press. Luckily, without your name in it, at least they've had a good common decency not to dox you. Uh, I mean, if it was being reported by CNN or someone, maybe they'd, they'd have done it. Uh, in case of personal history of food allergy, it is possible to the transfer of an allergen through kissing. Right. However, there are very few cases reported related to sexual transfer of food allergens. Probably these types of cases are underreported. I wonder whether or not if you ate enough peanuts... Uh, you could make your jizz have a high enough peanut content to trigger an allergy. But I guess there's only one way to find out, isn't there? Um, why an Australian man died eight years after eating a slug. Oh, yeah, that was a rough story. He ate a slug, just, you know, pissed up, bit of fun. Anyway, he had a really bad reaction to it and ended up being paralysed for eight years and then finally died. <sighs> it's just not how you see life going, is it? It's really not one that you, like, you know, everyone can imagine 
you know, their life taking a rough turn in some way or other, like, well, yeah, I guess if I lost my job and couldn't find another one, that would be hard. And yeah, I can imagine I probably would turn to booze at that point and then things could get bad. And God, yeah, I think if, you know, and if I didn't have, you know, any family around or anything, I guess I could end up on the street. No one thinks, yeah, well, I guess I could eat a slug and have an allergic reaction to it and then be paralyzed for eight years and then die. It's just, it's pretty far out of the realms of possibilities, isn't it? God, you got to feel bad for him. Poor lad. Don't eat slugs. Just don't do it. Don't eat non-food stuffs when you're pissed for a dare. I think that's a, probably a good rule. Uh, right, look, listen, guys. End of the show. Uh, I should uh, just take this opportunity. Shout out the VIP list. A bunch of fine, fine humans, fine individuals that are supporting on Patreon. And please, if you're a Patreon supporter, make sure you've added your address into your Patreon account so I can send you free stickers. I've got a big old box of them ready to go out today, just over there. There's going on for a... Uh, uh, there's shitloads in there. Um, yeah, and then I'll have your address and then I can send you free stuff in the future. Just, you know, it's a nice, fun surprise. So that'd be something to look, sit by the post box every day, looking forward to on the off chance that you might get a little... A little saucy package from Threshold. Oh, Rankin, send me a little saucy package. Oh, what a saucy get. Oh. Um, yeah, so if you want to be, uh, if you want to support the show on Patreon, that'd be amazing of you and you would get your name on the VIP list, shouted out at the end of every show and listed in the founders list on the new app that's currently under development. Join Oliver Hooper, Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Musson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Kieran R., Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Band Thunderbutt, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, Lily Unsub, Richard France, Thomas Hall, Chode Ryder, Andrew Heischelbeck, John Finnison, the BDR crew, Peter Blatchford, Austin Grief Cooper, Gennady Lightfield, Ryan Glazer, James Parry, uh, Dave Thompson, Hendo Bartende, Lady Squiffington, Liam the Menace Underwood, Dan Fucking Morris, a guy with no STDs, Justin Mercer, Ames MCs, Josh Williams, Rob Humphreys, Shibby T, Coco Shiva, Dan Eltham, Torren Wilmore, Mr. Pope, Dark Progressive Side Chances, actually superior to drummer. Base, Nicholas Lawsey, Damon Rayner, Chris Breaks the Build, uh, Carissa Bartholson, Odin Bates, and Lee Fuller. Oh, Dominic Smithers, when will we be friends? When can we watch friends together, sharing a couple of bad lights? Like a couple of lovely boys Just enjoying each other's company Oh, Dominic Smithers I love you I will be back at three o'clock for Rankin's Records playing the finest drum and bass vinyl on Flat Earth and just trying to hold it together, man. Just doing my best. I'm doing my best. I love you all. Goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow. Stay out of trouble. God bless. Keep the faith. Increase the peace. Decrease the grief. Love, love you.